Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 14 of Daffy's Roundtable. Uh, this week's episode, we will be continuing our conversation with Alex Menke of Frog Daddy. So without further ado, let's dive right back in. Um, so you already uh, kind of put out there that uh, you're a bigger yeah. Bashi person? Yes. Big. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like Alan. Um, yeah. I've known him for a long time. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> his supplements are really good. I mean, they're just – they've withstood the test of time. I've had great success with them. It does not mean that some new person with a new supplement is inferior. I'm not saying that, but I am saying these have really been tested well. It's an FDA um, uh, approved facility. All the processes are really great. The customer service is good. He's been doing this a long time. That's awesome. So with that, yeah, I mean, I tr innately, again, I innately trust his supplements just because I've used his other stuff. So if I see a new one come out, I'm like, it's probably good. Yeah, it's probably good. Right. Now I will say like the, like a lot of Crested Gecko people shop with me too. Um, and I would say Pangea does better in the flavor department for like Crested Geckos like their stuff better. But again, the formulation is really solid. No, um, I, and I was going to say, I could tell you from coming sort of coming from the reptiles into the dark frog side yeah. that Rapashi is doing really well on that side too. And, but, yeah. but yes, my, the, the geckos do tend to like the flavor of Pangea more. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, agree I, can't, with that. I can't say, I can't say, yeah, I can say for frogs, that is solid. We use, yeah. we use three to four supplements with frogs only. We use the calcium plus that is a daily, every feeding. Um, it depends on how many times you feed a week. Or sorry, it doesn't depend on how many times you feed a week. I always use it. Okay. So I feed three times a week. Perfect. But okay. Yeah, a lot of people feed more than that, and that's totally fine. You want to feed usually until your dart frog doesn't want to eat anymore, and then you stop. Um, so basically, a lot of people always tell me, like, well, do you use other supplements? When do I use them? How do I use them? So there's yeah. a few other ones I want to highlight. And There's, those are questions I had all written down. So please do. Yeah. 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 So I'll do that. Yeah. The second one and the most important one after calcium plus is probably vitamin A plus. It's the one with the dart frog on it, but this is also really dangerous. And I think I brought it up before somewhere that they probably should change that. The, the cover. The reason is a lot of new people in our hobby. I don't know what it is, but they don't always pay attention to the details. Um, that's probably just people in general, um, not our hobby. So I misspoke on that front. But people hear, oh, what was that dart frog supplement, the plus one? And they look and they see a dart frog on it. That's really dangerous if you overdose that. I had a person that was feeding that every feeding because they misheard, they misheard calcium plus. And they're like, they saw, you know, they saw a leopard gecko on the front. And they were like, that can't be it, you know? Yeah. And they saw the vitamin A plus and they're like, oh, it has a dart frog on it. That must be the dart frog one. And that is dangerous because that's the one that's vitamin A. You have hypervitaminosis A and you can kill your frogs pretty quick with that one. Wow. So like I said, I had a guy that was feeding that every feeding for two weeks. And he's like, yeah, my frogs are a little, little lethargic. Um, don't know what's going on. And I was like, well, what supplements are you using? He was like, yeah, it's our dart frog one, the vitamin A plus every feeding. And I'm like, Holy shit. That's like twice <laughs> too much max. Um, usually, so vitamin A plus is really great. It's a fantastic supplement, but calcium plus already has a dose of vitamin A in it. 
you're only really using vitamin A plus, which is again the blue bottle with the dark frog. You do not want to use that much. You're using that once a month on adults, and that's going to help with breeding. Um, it helps with uh, the egg case formation. It's it's a good supplement to increase fertility. So it's once a month. Of, yes, just once a month. If do you you're use having, it more with breeding females. Yeah, yeah. If you're having trouble, if you're having a lot of blanks, you can try it twice a month. I wouldn't use it more than that. Um, again, I mean, there's not a huge risk for overdose, but if your frogs are really fat, uh, if they're eating a high-fat diet of, like, larvae and things, if you're trying to get them to breed, a lot of people also increase the fat. Vitamin A is a fat-soluble vitamin, so it even increases the danger twofold. So that's where you can run into real issues if you don't know what you're doing. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So don't overdo that one, but it's really useful tool for breeding on long-term, long-term health, long-term success. We also use super pig. That's a pigmentation enhancer. Uh, it's also been shown in one paper, not directly, but that carotenoids can increase breeding success. Um, okay. That was done in Ufaga as well. So we do use that about one to two times a month. Uh, and the last last one is Superbite. Um, I have started working this in. I never used to. It is completely optional. Uh, your frogs don't need it, but it is nice to have. And as more research comes into play with dart frogs soaking in minerals, um, soaking in mud, we're finding more and more information about where dart frogs really are and what they're doing all day. Um, and we found that a lot of the times they are under leaf litter, but they're also choosing mud pockets, things that have muddy water to soak in. And this is due to minerals passing through the skin. So Supervite actually adds a lot of these minerals in a, in a pretty wide profile. And so we're doing some dosing with that. We're doing twice a week, uh, not twice a week, sorry, twice a twice month. A month. <laughs> yeah, twice a month. You can do it more though. It's it's not you're not gonna be at much of a risk for an overdose on that. Um, so you can do it more often. Some people do it once a week. Um, I do it, you know, once biweekly. So we haven't seen any direct benefit, but it, I've only been doing that for the last like eight months. So for a breeding cycle kind of thing, it's gonna take a few years for me to really get is this doing better than what I was doing? And as you know, there are so many variables at play. For sure. My pairs are getting older. Um, you know, think, you know, I have less time to check for babies. I may be missing some. Um, so it's really hard. And if you're only doing that with Ufaga, you know, you're only getting, you're still relying on the parents' eggs to fortify the tadpole. Are those minerals being passed through the eggs? Not really. They're being resynthesized into eggs. Um, so the egg profile does change a little bit, it, as we know, but it doesn't change a lot. Um, and I can't say anything with adding Supervite is going to increase anything at this time. We don't know. Um, we, don't, we don't have any controlled experiments with Rapashi supplements. I mean, this stuff is all too new to science. And there's no research being done in it because there's no reason, you know, yeah. there is, 
but not to like governments. There's, yeah, not, there's no benefit to them. They're not going to give you a grant for this research. No, for sure. You're going to yeah. do this out of your own pocket. Yeah. In your own lab, that's sustained by your own staff. Yeah. Again, out of your own pocket. So nobody's doing this. Absolutely. Would I like to in the future? Absolutely. Can I do it now? Absolutely not. <laughs> No, that makes a lot of sense. And actually, you brought up a lot of a lot of things I want. I would like to touch on there. Um, sure. Firstly, um, I heard a rumor that vitamin A expires after four months of when you open the bottle. Does this make any sense to you? Yeah, oxidase. I mean, it doesn't expire; it just loses efficacy as it's exposed to oxygen. Um, oxygen gets in it. Uh, they begin those oxygen molecules begin reacting, and it's called an oxidation process. Um, it does make it less effective over time and that's with a lot of supplements calcium plus too um not really because of the calcium per se um but all of the other things that are in it yes but i would say the the gold standard is six months um not four not four and you can still use it after that time but you need to keep it refrigerated because a lower temperature also slows down the the process so dark cold tightly sealed that will all help um but yeah generally speaking what i tell people is after six months get a new bottle of it you know it's it's 10 bucks yeah it's not expensive again it's how 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 much do i like these animals on an ethical standpoint Mm -hmm. should i you know it's like buying your dog you know it's like buying your dog treats you know does it it's going the extra step yeah, it's just an yeah. extra step, and yeah. it's a good practice. Yeah, um, it's just to prevent things like, um, you know, like like MBD or anything from forming. Um, you, you just want the best life for your animal, and this is the best life we know to provide with. You know, you can only go based on what we know. And humans, for the longest time, not to get philosophical, but we've always been limited to the science, to what we know how to do. Could we provide better care to these frogs? I'm sure. sure. Yeah, but what does that mean? So right now we're doing the best we can. And that is replacing your supplements after six months, keeping them in the fridge, keeping them fresh. Um, And that's what you want for your animals. You want the best. So For sure. That's awesome. Yeah, and then on the Supervite, so I was actually using it for – Two years from when I started keeping dart frogs. Oh, really? Speaking, you yeah. longer than me. I, I have, but then for the last eight months, actually, for speaking to dart frogs, I was told that, like, take it out, and it's actually, like, something we don't recommend. So it's interesting that you oh. are now working with it. I'll probably work it back into the into the cycle uh, as well. And then um, yeah. I, I don't see why, like, it, it just, it seems, but... But again, you know what? It, it has a dart frog on the cover, and it was very when I first started getting yeah. to dart frogs, I was like, "There's a dart frog. I must need this." And I, you know, yeah, I so think 100%. it's like a, I think it's actually like a red-eyed tree frog, but still, it's still, oh, right. Yes, the, yes, it's still a frog. You it's know, a frog, so you yeah. have you have cover art with of the on the label, yeah, which is totally fine, and I love it. I mean, you can't make calcium plus and say, "Well, I can't fit all the animals on there that exactly. benefit from this." Of course, yeah. you can't. You know, so it makes sense because vitamin A plus is almost exclusively used on dark frogs. So I get why it was chosen. But yeah, I mean, again, just like you should be researching what you're putting in your body, you should be researching what you're putting in your pet's bodies, generally speaking. 100%. But yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of information. Again, these are new products. In terms of scientific knowledge, a lot of stuff's new. 
10 ADHD years of medicines do. Yes. We have no long-term studies on ADHD medication. I mean, I only say that because I'm familiar with the studies I took in CERTA for six years, but it's a good, it's a good bridge mm-hmm. to talk about supplements. I mean, they're supplements. We don't even really know what this stuff is doing long-term. We can hypothesize because we know the interactions of the molecules, you know, interactions of the minerals. We have a vague idea of what dark frogs eat in the wild. So how do we replicate that? You know, but again, it's, it's not all guesswork per se, but it's still working itself out. I feel like in 20 to 30 more years, we'll have a much better idea of what, of what this stuff does. Um, I agree. We're only seeing like five, six years worth of, of the research now. Yeah. When, again, like you said, 30 years from now, we'll have frogs who have lived their entire life cycle on these yeah. supplements. And, be and we'll to- have generations and generations of that. We have none of that yet. No, so, I yeah, absolutely we agree. See frogs living a long time, having good breeding success. We So we know a little bit, but we it's still really bold to assume that we know a lot. Um, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. And then one more thing you touched on is... Um, the frogs uh, sitting in mud and basking in minerals. And this is something that I've been trying to read a lot more about. Again, not finding much information. There's not much information. And trying to yeah. find something. And you know what? Um, um, this is something that I'm going to ask you in a few minutes. But even finding or locating the supplies to even try this myself has been tough for me. But yeah. um, I've been hearing about calcium clay or Ben. I probably going to butcher this name. Bentonite clay. It's night clay. Yeah. Yeah. It's night clay. Yeah. Um, is that supposed to replicate what you mentioned earlier, sitting in minerals and, and kind of absorbing that through it? Yeah. And- to a point. Um, there's a lot of other minerals at play too. But calcium is is obviously one of the most important ones. Um for very obvious reasons for bone development. Um, that's primarily the most important. A lot of that clay is used as a substrate. Uh, there's a lot of companies that actually manufacture that. There's recipes online on Dingerboard for manufacturing it yourself. It can get a bit expensive. It's not super cheap, but it's also not out of reach. But what I feel like is out of reach is like, I think Chase is one of the only people at Houston Frogs I think he's the one of the only people that actually sells sells it in in decent hobby like quantities. Okay. Josh Yates is another guy that sells it. Um, I don't bring, familiar. Yeah, I mean, again, this stuff is it's kind of like nobody's really taken charge. Like a big company really hasn't gotten into it. But yeah, I mean, I use it in my Pamilio grow outs. It it seems to help every time their tongue hits it you know they're they're getting a little bit of that calcium uptake when they're only on springtails which are really high in phosphorus um so you have to balance that ratio uh for proper bone development so Um, you're growing the froglets kind of on this clay so that when they're grabbing the springtails yeah um, so you can't actually just a quick side note here do you dust your springtails and is it possible to dust springtails it is possible um it's just hard for the dust to stick to them long. Stick to them. <laughs> so you have to do it quickly. So if you do use it, you most of the time I just say use clay cultures. So you get a 32 ounce deli cup whoop, and you'll basically have your culture here and you'll open it up into the deli cup and then tap a little bit of calcium, swish it around. Then you can quickly feed and just repeat the cycle. Okay. Um, it does work. But having a feed dish made of calcium clay, like a deli cup that has calcium clay in it, 
and then you dump the fortified springtails in there, that really does help with uptake. Um, again, these are all loose, anecdotal, evidence kind of thing. There's yeah, for sure. no numbers to back this up. This is just what we do. Just based um, on experience. I've noticed success. Do I lose froglets? Yes. Everyone does. Nobody talks about it. Especially at your scale of how many frogs yeah. you have. It's a natural part of breeding. It's a for natural sure. part of breeding. And do yeah. we want to lose frogs? Sometimes, yeah. Because those frogs aren't, you know, they're not as strong. They wouldn't have survived in the wild. So, yeah. So, a lot of the time, I brought this up on my last one. And I got a little flack for this. On my last live stream on Instagram is the whole euthanization talk. Now, we don't have to go into that necessarily. But we're breeding every single frog to, you know, froglet. And every tadpole's making it now. And I'm starting to not do that. I'm starting to let them eat each other and stuff because you get such better froglets from that. That's what happens in the wild. You get an egg deposit in a pond. There's only one dendrobates coming out of that one because dendrobates are really cannibalistic. They're eating all of them. Most of the time, they're eating their their competition. Interesting. Um, Ranitomea are way worse than dendrobates even. Ranitomea are almost impossible to raise communally. I have done it before, but it's very difficult. You lose at least 50%. Even in wow. a 10-gallon tank, every time I start with about 7 to 8, I usually end up with 3 to 4. So half of them die wow. by tail biting, uh, things like that. Then they start eating each other, even if there is plenty of food available. Yeah. There's no real research on tadpole communication, um, but there is research on tadpole communication in other species. So it is safe to assume, lightly assume, that these tadpoles are talking to one another, at least acknowledging each other's existence. Again, we don't really know how far this goes. Um, but they're aware that they're in there. That's so and cool. yeah, they're together and they're attacking each other, even when there is food available. So that is anecdotal experience, but it's also in the literature. Um, so yeah, I'm like, screw it. Let's yeah. Give me the best frog list to sell to my customers. Not the strongest survive. Not going to have 20, but I'm going to have 10 really good ones. Mm. And I think on a large scale breeding effort, that's important. I don't want to be putting a lot of weak genetic stock out there. Why would I want to do that? That's going to cause problems down the line. And we're again, we're not seeing that yet. We have seen it. We actually have seen it with a few species. Um, I have Santa Isabel's that have like the twilight syndrome. They literally look up and do backflips, just like the hamsters do. Wow. They have neurological disorders. Kind of like the spider morph in ball pythons. Yep, yep. Wow. So I'm noticing this is this is the first time I've noticed it is this year. So my whole breeding group, every single froglet is coming out with that now. So I that breeding group is done. Yep, it's gone. Wow. So it's sad, but like this is the stuff we have to work on especially if these countries are starting to shut down imports. If we're not going to get these frogs again, we need to work as a hobby to make the best captive stock we can. Absolutely. Um, so that's another thing. But yeah, that that's totally derailing. But No, but that's a very interesting point. Like you're right. At some point, we're going to stop being able to bring new ones out. And if we just Nobody let all of them... Yet. Yeah, if, if, if yeah. we left all of the frogs in the hobby kind of just get to that point unfortunately yeah. um we'll have nothing left so it is it is important to keep the 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 genes strong as well you know switching bloodlines 
not inbreeding it, it all yeah. it all definitely plays plays a factor um no that's 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 awesome um and then i i probably should have touched upon this one from the beginning um but in terms of but going back to the enclosure mm-hmm. um i'm sure i'm sure you're familiar with troy goldberg um yeah. and and there's the whole difference yeah okay awesome yeah so there's the right. whole i think they call it the troy goldberg method now where he's using kind of the sponge to escape <laughs> the tags and, and all of that I'm um, so glad he has like a thing attached to his name. Yeah. It's, it's right. the freaking, it's the freaking foam pad. And like, you know what? I'm up in Canada, and, and, and so people sad. come in. Yeah, yeah. People come into the pet store and be like, "Yeah, I want to try the the Troy Goldberg method." And they're, they're like, "Yeah." Uh, but what's your opinion on that? Do you think it works better than ABG mix? Do you think it's less bacterial problems? Do you think? Uh, yeah. What's your opinion on it? My opinion is uneducated. Okay. I have only done it like twice. And most of the plants we use in the industry are at least hemiapophytic, which means they have part of their part of them can be they can be epiphytic if they need to be. Um, so what that means is they can grow on another plant, but that means they're they can grow without substrate. In this right. term, it's going to mean it, they grow without substrate. You're like growing um, on a piece of wood, yeah. or like there's yeah. lithophytes. There's all sorts of yeah, bromeliads in the air plants, yeah. and yeah, yeah. So yes, it does cut down on a few problems like substrate compaction um using a synthetic material is better in some ways because of structure uh over time it's not going to compress as at least like nearly as much, as much if as at so. all um the airflow between it is nice it's very stable um and then abg mix it's it, it becomes unstable over time you have things dying so plants that die on top of it there's more organic material in that section and we're talking long periods of time six months eight months two years three years so you're having your substrate go through evolutions of you know becoming this coming from this airy nutrient poor mix into something that's dense but nutrient rich um but not necessarily great because it's full of you know a lot of bacteria anaerobic bacteria can start to build up an old substrate uh we know this so having no substrate alleviates that whole issue of compaction and the whole issue of having your substrate need to be renewed um but there's a whole other issue that comes with that too is plant nutrition do they get all their stuff from frog poop and decaying leaves a lot of it yeah um but enough of it yeah and uh, i would say enough and that's where i'm more for than against but there's also some things that can't grow on it very well um i had very limited success with some of my more sensitive species my some of my begonia species weren't really happy with it um and i grow a lot of different plants so is it useful definitely would i love to do more tanks with it yeah i don't have enough experience to say yes it's a good method or no it's not i love troy i love what he does and i love the concept of it now long term again long term do we have any do we have long-term success with it no one's really done it long term we don't know even Troy has uh, only been doing it for what a couple of years now, three, two, yeah, three years. I mean, it's, so it's yeah. really a small time frame to say this right. is better. So 
yes or no can't give you. It's a maybe. It's no. a it's a cool thing, and I encourage people to try it. There's no real drawback to it. I don't think in terms of frog husbandry, I don't think there's any drawback. So I would say give it a go. Um, so I, I'll I, do I'll do a few of my new builds with it, and and we'll start we'll start the clock. We'll see we'll see what happens. I I'll, you know what I'll do that with you as well. I'll set up an attack yeah. with it as well, and we can start. The we clock can see. As well. I'm curious. Yeah, uh, we'll get it, more data on it and see where everybody's having success and. You know, how much moss do we put on there? How much leaf litter? What do we do after the leaf litter all decays and it's in the foam? You know, like, is it really a foolproof method? Right. Does having organics mix with synthetic, is it better than going full, full bio? Um, is the soil a huge component of dart frog husbandry? Because it's a huge component of bioactive husbandry. Right. Like, how does that pertain to dart frogs? You know, so. Yeah, a lot of questions still unanswered, but I love the method. I yeah, I'm also very interested in learning more about the method because it 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 looks like it's a good idea, and I feel like even long term, maybe like less bacterial growth in the foam because yeah. it is a synthetic material. Yeah, I, I don't There's know. There's a but... lot more airflow between it, so I think in that regard, it could be better than exactly. Substrate. Yeah, so uh, it's worth looking at for sure. Definitely worth looking into. No, for sure. Um, okay, awesome. And then uh, what about when it comes to breeding, do you uh, rec do do all frog? I've, I've heard of this the, the term the dry periods, and I've I've tried it myself, obviously mm -hmm. with success. But do all species uh, need it? Do you um, is is it how, how do you decide? Is it a good idea to have a dry method? Dry, not dry method. Uh, that's that's aquarium talk. Uh, no, dry no, no, period. <laughs> the dry period versus wet period. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of people that cycle their frogs. Yeah. Dart frogs don't need to be cycled. They can breed year-round, um, but it's not great for them to do so, in my opinion. And again, this is just spitting basic biological facts, so to speak. Having animals breed year-round constantly is going to deplete them of certain nutrients, um, anything to make eggs, uh, like your vitamin A, can get really low in it's your frog. Yeah, and calcium too. I mean, making the, again, making this, the goop of the egg, you know, that needs calcium too. Um, that is going to be problematic in terms of having them breed constantly. Now, a lot of them will self-regulate though. I mean, you have to think these animals are not, you know, at gunpoint, like you got to breed. Um <laughs> There are triggers that help them breed, high humidity, abundance of food, negligible stress, no predators. This is all going to promote breeding. So dark frogs are pretty easy to breed. Um, they're feeling fat, happy, and safe, and pretty content. But at some point, they're going to be like, shit, you know. <laughs> I need to calm down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of my frogs self-regulate when I don't put them through a cycle. And I have never done a true cycle before this is the first year i've ever done it um okay. i actually just started too i started last month when i finished moving my tanks my first set of tanks i decided not to hook up the miss king again i missed my tanks now every three days um wow. they get very dry uh they still have enough water in there for the frogs to not die of course um it never gets dry enough to where it's like a problem yeah but it's much drier than normal I'm feeding a little bit less. Um, 
And so I'm going to do this for about four months. I'm going to kind of mimic a drier, drier cycle. Usually it's about five, almost, yeah, usually about four to six months. It, it depends. Okay. Um, but most time the dry cycles are around there. Uh, you can give it a few months, give or take, to ramp it up and ramp it down so that it's a little more gradual. I feel like giving them a shock is not a great thing. Like yeah. what I did. Um, Just kind know, of slow yeah. down the watering. And yeah. Slow down the sitting tadpoles. They're like, what the <laughs> just happened um don't advise that again i always make mistakes my first time and that's kind of but you make them so we don't have to right yes (laughs) i'm the guinea pig here um but yeah no a lot of people do it and it's great to do your uh jared roughing it ran uh roughing's rantomaya i know he pulls all his film canisters for a few months a year so they don't they're not enticed to breed there's Mm -hmm. no place to put the tadpoles um, there's no bromeliads in his tank. Um, so yeah, so that makes sense to me. Um, so I pulled all that, you know, and we'll see how it goes, but then there comes a problem with stock. Well, if none of your frogs are breeding, how, how are you going to sell have a huge lapse of no frogs? Yeah. So to combat this, I get more pairs. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can do. If I'm not wholesaling which I don't like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not something I'm very interested in. The I have done it before. I have had to do it. I have customers that bring their frogs back to me, but they're usually from my own pairs, so I know where they came from. I like to be really educated on my stock. But yeah. regardless, the facility will be split kind of 50-50. Um, what I plan to do when I get my 405 to 430 tanks, whenever I get finished with the with the facility, the walkthrough. Um, I would I love will, to see that. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll split them in half. So half the facility will be on a dry cycle and the other half will mirror it. So to speak, give or take, I want to have around 200, 250 locales of dart frogs. I don't even know if there's 250. I don't really actually know how many localities are in the hobby. I'm sure there's more than 250, just probably not in the hobby or. Yeah. 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 yeah that's what I mean. I no, mean yeah. No. Yeah. Available. I want yeah. to have at least two of everything so that I can do that. So that half the facility will be dry, half will be wet. Everybody gets a break. Uh, you have more, higher longevity of your females reproductive-wise. They're going to reproduce for longer periods of time. Um, gives them a nice needed break from that breeding activity. And then when you start the rain up again, the real it's it's dependability. You start after a dry cycle, you start pouring rain and food in there, they're going to breed like within a week. You know they are, yeah. Yeah. So it's like you can actually plan better than having your whole collection. Yeah, you know, these frogs are breeding. No, they stop breeding now. Uh, You know, when are you going to have X frog is the most common question I get. And I'm sure I don't understand why people ask this. Because I don't know. <laughs> I'm waiting for them to breed. It's like, like I'm waiting just like you. I'm just like, dude, I can't predict when I'm going to have a frog available because it could literally be fine today and be dead tomorrow. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Whenever it's on the website is when it's available. Sign up for notifications. That's why that person <laughs> is here. That is for you. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's the thing I get with plants too. When are you getting these in? I'm like, dude, I grow all these like Whenever they're finished growing. It takes time, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, but it's, it's a common thing and it's a problem. 
So I was like, how do we fight that issue? And it's cycling. Cycling almost determines, you know, almost, I, I haven't, again, I haven't done it, but I know a lot of people that do. And as soon as they kick that rain back on, they do heavy dose feeding. Those frogs breed within the week. Yeah. And so that's a better way to predict. Yeah. This spring I'm going to have babies because most likely, you know, they drop, you know, a couple clutches. You have 40 eggs. You're going to have yeah. some make it, something. you know? So yeah, the cycling is a great thing. There's many benefits to that. New people cycling. No. Uh, because when they hear the word dry, dried out, they think bone dry, dry. dead frog, you know, yeah. just get the husbandry down first. Then you can start experimenting after about a year or so of keeping and understanding the frog's behaviors. Cause a lot of frogs will like hide in leaf litter or burrow if they're too dry. A lot of right. people are like, why is my frog always burrowing? And I'm like, this is, this is where we're at. We're not ready to start cycling yet. Yeah. Like that's, you know, so yeah. yeah and even understanding the enclosure itself how long does it take to dry out yeah what areas yeah. of it stay wet when it dries out like there's a whole every like tank is different every tank I is make, different it's a whole mechanic to it i've made them all the same and they're all different yeah no 100 like, okay yeah you don't know the, where the moisture is yeah. hitting where the plant is shading there, there's yep. so much factor to it no for sure so many there's that's, a lot of variables in this industry too in the hobby so many variables and it's just that's what makes it so hard to say anything is, you know, but it's yeah, hard so to make those rules because we have rules, but they're really hard to like back it up. Yeah. Like you asked me to back it up and I'm like, that's just how we've been doing things. That's <laughs> what we've been doing and it, yeah. and it works, but is there a better way? Yeah. Sure. There I mean, be. that's why I encourage people to try things all the time. I don't like being the frog police necessarily and being like, Hey, you know, that's terrible. <laughs> Don't have that water feature. Don't do this. Don't do that. Yeah. But there are reasons for it. Yeah. And new people see it first. And they're like, I saw that. That's what I'm doing. That's why people go to Petco and they see the frogs in the fucking, sorry, the freaking thing. And it's like, no, no, you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like 30% humidity and they just don't know better. They don't. Yeah. They get home and they replicate the Petco environment, yeah. which you and I would think that's ridiculous. But to, some person that literally just wants to buy a pet for their kid, they're not going to know. They've never know. seen this. They just think it's pretty. They want to take it home. The only yeah. example of it they've yeah. seen is that Petco or yeah. PetSmart in our a case. A lot of people uh, tell me that. They're like, yeah. well, this is what the breeder was keeping them in. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that was at a show. They're in <laughs> fucking deli tubs. Like, yeah, they're not in yeah. me, To me and you, it's just like asinine. But Come like, on. Yeah. It's like, oh, it was my first traffic guy. And they were... You know, I didn't know they were kept like that. And I'm like, dude, they're not. Like, that's just to show you the animal. Like, yeah. See, and that's when it goes back to it. Do your research, people. Yes. Before yeah. you buy. Before do you buy. Research before you buy. Absolutely. Or just get a mentor. Getting a mentor is great. Yeah. Tell me how I magically have time to mentor people. But I schedule, you know, phone calls with a lot of customers all the time. I'm like, you want to know about dark frogs? Have a chat with me. Because within an hour, you know, like me and you have done. Yeah. In an hour, we have covered so many topics, very so thoroughly. many, and learned a lot. I bet. yeah, uh, yeah, hopefully. And then, okay, so do you want to maybe touch on that? So you mentor people within yeah. the hobby? Is that yeah? Would you want to touch on that? Yeah, I love doing yeah. that. That's something that like I don't have like a an official page of like, hey, you want to be mentored? Because like that would be, it could probably be a little dangerous. 
<laughs> but if I notice somebody's really struggling, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, I own Frog Daddy or whatever. You know, I've been doing this quite a while. If you have any questions, just PM me. I can walk you through something. Or you can schedule a call. I've done tons of comments on Facebook posts that like that, you know, telling people, hey, you know, Thursday evenings, Fridays, you know, I'm available, you know, an hour of time. I can at least steer the person in the right direction, even if they don't they don't have to buy from me. But again, it's getting people into the hobby excited. Oh, I can do this. Oh, okay, that's what I needed to do. And if they're local, they have to come see the facility because that's just a must. Yeah, it's like an um, attracting point. Yeah, and I mean, you know what? And we're just going way back into circle. Yeah. So again, it, to customer service. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's good. It's good. We need that in the hobby right now. There's a lot of elitists still in the hobby. Not as much anymore as there was like even five years ago. A lot of the elitists have gotten too old. Um, no, I'm just <laughs> yanking on them. But we we butted heads when I started a company with a, a lot of the old old dark froggers do not like new people coming in with companies. In every hobby. Yeah. Oh, of course. So you've got your gatekeeping. Mm -hmm. um, that's just class. I mean, we could talk about that for hours. But the point is giving people a chance to enjoy the hobby is important. And as an upcoming business um, and having enough experience to give people solid advice, I feel like that's kind of my job at this point is to help the hobby along in a positive way. Just spread positivity. None of us know everything. I mean, Chase has multiple degrees. I have multiple degrees in sciences. We still don't know shit. Nobody knows shit. Even your doctors still figuring stuff out every single day. We're learning new things. So you have to understand you were once at that point. And if you just kept getting shit on and hated on, no one that doesn't do anything for you. You wouldn't have gotten to this point. You would have left. Yeah, you of course. I would have quit. Yeah. And that's what people do. Now, the other side of that is people that don't take advice, though. Of course. That's, yeah. that's another problem. There are a lot of stubborn people. Well, I built this enclosure. I'm like, well, you built it wrong. <laughs> it's not going to last in there, man. And you're going to have a shitty day. One day you're going to wake up and the thing's going to be dead. And there, you know, there goes, there goes your resentment because then you're like, well, I just hate the hobby. And they throw in this yeah. hobby. And we don't want that. We want people to love and enjoy reptiles and amphibians uh, as, a, as an entire industry. We don't always do the best job. Again, as sellers, we don't do the best job. We I, can. Agree. I agree. And we got people on our ass. We got PETA on our ass. We've got, we've got a lot of legislation coming up that's terrible for our industry because people that own these and sell these are not doing their jobs. We're not keeping our husbandry intact, letting freaking venomous snakes out of our facility um crocodiles are is, loose in the streets and, yeah, yeah that's it's, really it's crazy dangerous for our hobby of course and so as keepers we need to do better but you know so there's two sides of that there's two sides so yeah i mentor people because i want the industry as a whole to last a long time not just because it's self-serving i mean duh that would help me but it's a fantastic hobby. It's what everything I everything helps for. everything. Yeah. So I think there's two sides of that. So if I'm doing my part, I can help those people do their part too. Yeah. It's a win-win for everybody, even if it costs an hour of my time. No, what and that's and that's great. And and again, like I said, this is why you guys need to choose 
who you support and what businesses you support. Because honestly, like, I and, not, and not not even just to say it as from your aspect, but you just said it, you made a very good point there. Yeah. It, it, we have all these people right on people. our ass. We have all this crazy stuff happening. And then you, even we have like people keeping illegal species and that's just, it's yeah. just putting more and more heat on us. So it is the choosing it who to support on everyone on everybody. Even people that are doing it right. And, and not even responsible people. people. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, for sure. Like picking and, and, and being smart about, where you're purchasing things, where you're supporting, all that is is really important. Um, all right, we're we're uh, kind of coming to to the point where where I like to end it, but I, I do want to ask you um, two more questions, if that's okay. Yeah, awesome. So, what's your favorite and least favorite thing about the dark frog hobby? First of all, we're going back to the tough ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after all one. of that, we're going back to the tough ones. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, the favorite thing I like about the hobby is the natural diversity we have to choose from is amazing. I mean, like I know with ball pythons, you have all your morphs, right? And those, and people have worked really hard to isolate the genes. You know, they have all their breeding projects. I mean, when, you know, not to go back with spiders, but even with pides long time ago, I mean, that was like crazy, A big right? Thing. I mean, huge thing. For dark frog people, it's different. We don't, we're more purists, but it's cool because we have so much natural variation to choose from. There are so many species that are available for us to work with that are in the hobby. Um, and it's just a, an amazing experience to be able to keep, you know, you, you go from one tank to two tanks to three tanks and you have like a rack system and it's, and it doesn't yes. have much work. <laughs> No, I know. I get yeah. it. I, I have, you know, yeah, it's like for sure. you can actually physically keep a lot of these animals and they're all different colors, different genera of frogs. So you have big frogs, small frogs, yeah. red ones, blue ones, and they're all kept in nice enclosures. It's, it's like artwork. It's living art. And this is something that's been brought up many times. Pieces of yeah. art in your house, right? Yes. And that's a really cool thing. And a lot of people get get true respite from their day jobs and their hectic life by sitting there, listening to the frogs, viewing them. There's something about that because they are active during the day, because they are sometimes out in the open. It's a it's a really cool hobby to 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 have, and I think the group of the community is the other part of that. I do really like the community, but on the same type, I'll have to back up. And I really hate the I'll community. <laughs> the least favorite part of the hobby is some of the people in it. Yeah, um, it hasn't been an issue lately, but back when I got in, it was really bad. The gatekeeping was incredible. Now I know other hobbies have the same issue. Um, a lot of the fish hobbies have that, uh, you know, guppies and uh, cichlids have fish. that bad. Beta fish, yep. So killifish, sorry, yeah. Oh, killifish too, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sure, yeah. Huge. All your lo yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a huge locality one, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anything that's locality based versus like line breeding or morphs or yeah. yeah. So I again, I don't want to drag this on, but the community can do better. Um, at making, first of all, making not information more accessible because honestly, it is. There's the information is everywhere. Yeah, but people don't really know how to look 
And then secondly, they don't, they hear different things from conflicting information. Yeah. And it's contradictory. And that's the reason again, that we have rules. It helps when we pound in these stupid, Oh yeah. 10 gallons of frog for you and me. That's like, well, not really, but to new people, it's like, okay, 10 gallons of frog. Got it. And I saw that five times. So that probably is it. Cause the other sites had five gallons of frog. But most of the sites had 10. 10 yeah. So I'm going to do 10. So that's where the, again, to backtrack, that's where the rules come from. Right. It's what we've noticed helps the hobby. Now, there are places that proliferate just bad information. But those are, it's usually rare. It's not usually detrimental. But yeah, to get back to it, yeah. the hobby is great and it has its strong points and it has great people. I mean, I've met some of my best friends in the world have been from the hobby. People that Likewise. have been through dark places in my life. I've met through this hobby. It is a beautiful hobby. I really do owe my life to the hobby. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of that, my worst enemies have come from this hobby. My biggest haters have come from this hobby. Imagine hating me. And your I biggest headache. So what Seriously. The, <laughs> the, yeah, How, the, the audacity. <laughs> the audacity, yeah. So... It's, yeah. it's hard, but what I really mean is is really helping new people get the information and not being condescending as hell while we're doing it. We just, it it gets repetitive. Yeah, people ask the same damn questions every day, you know, but it, that's never going to change. Yeah. You might as well have a copy-paste answer in your phone, ready to go. I do. do you? And I literally <laughs> just, whatever, dude. You're not going to do the research. I got it right here yeah. for you. So. Yeah. You know, that that's the that's one of the things. I don't think there's anything else I hate about it. I no, that's that's I awesome. Mean, that's that's exactly what be, I was expecting you to say it. Honestly, I <laughs> it'd be hard to tell you I hate it if that's what I do for a living. You no, know? seriously, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's a passion project, so I mean, I love it. I I I do hate it. At the same time, there have been many times where I've broken down on my knees, cried out. in the facility on the concrete, but. You know, it's, but that comes it, with building a business, not from the yeah. frogs themselves, Correct. Or the hobby stuff, right? So yeah. I wanted to separate the two. I think, yeah, yeah. There's not much to hate. I mean, there, it's an exciting. It's it's very up and coming. It's it's it can be a beautiful experience. I think it's a little expensive sometimes. Um, I do see that as being. <sighs> you know, it, it is a luxury to own a pet anyway, mm-hmm. but I feel like. There were, there used to be a little bit better. Um, I know Chris Luce, even though he hates my guts for some weird reason, if he ever hears this, he had a great project for kids. And I was still going to speak high about him because whatever, but. I, I'm not familiar with the person, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. he got out of the hobby years ago. Um, but he used to do stuff with school kids that like gave them Luca Mellis. It was Luke's for little ones or something like that. Wow, okay. And so he would coach the the science classrooms through keeping them and he would give them away. And I think that was really cool. And I would love to start doing something like that. Like, does it hurt your business? Not really. Those weren't people that were going to get in anyway. Yeah. I think it's cool to like have maybe sponsor some schools. We could really do that. I mean, I was, uh, I I taught for heaven's sake. I mean, I should do that. I would love to do that as well. That's, that sounds really cool. Yeah. 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 Give people a chance to own the animals without gatekeeping it financially mm-hmm. um because it is kind of restrictive you can't really own dark frogs unless you have money 
you don't need a lot by any means, but again, allowing access for everyone. And this is not a political thing necessarily, but I'm not going to get into politics, but having accessibility to a hobby is good. So having low cost options that are feasible, um, payment plans are a new thing. I've activated those on my website too, like and things like that. You can pay over time. That gives it's financially irresponsible for most people because most people have money and they just blow way too much, like me. Yeah, I use that all the time, but that's on like expensive shit that I can't yeah. afford. Um, <laughs> but for other people, it's life changing. You know, it's I can get these poison dart frogs, and I don't have to pay five hundred dollars up front. You know, yeah. I can pay a hundred and two. You know. But at the other end of that, you know, you got to make sure you have enough money to take care of to it. To keep paying it, yeah. yeah. And yeah, exactly. Fruit flies. I mean, like, yes, yeah. we're culturing them. But I mean, the initial yeah. startup, when a culture crashes, it can be expensive. The supplements yeah. and, and all I of that. Help people, if anybody's in dire need, and if anybody watching this at any point ever is on the brink of losing their frogs, we do Chase and the Eye. I don't know. Again, if you're watching this three years from now. I don't know if Chase will still do this, but he does it right now. We both do. We do like what's called like emergency cultures. Um, I'll ship them out to you next day. If you absolutely need them, you don't have to pay for them at all. We do allow payment afterward if you, you know, but if you can't pay for them and you're like, shit, I need cultures now. I need five of them. It's like $100 to ship all this stuff. I just need it. We'll save your animals for you. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, crashes happen to the wor- at the worst times. Yeah. I had a huge crash in 2018. I lost 70 cultures at the same time. Wow. And I had 100, wow. 114 or 115 tanks at the time. No food at all. Wow. I had to order from four different companies, 30 cultures from everybody. I mean, it, and it took days. I mean, my frogs started to get thin. It was yeah. in the middle of winter. So... This stuff happens to people and that can get you out of the hobby too. Um, And we want people to be, again, excited about the hobby and in the hobby. Um, And that's a huge thing. If they lose all their frogs, they're never getting in again, dude. No, absolutely. And then for a very tragic reason too. So yeah, I agree. And that's awesome of you guys for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to, again, it's, can I not spare four cultures? I make 300 plus a week. Yeah. You know, I'm making 375 right now. I can right. spare four, you know, for somebody. seventy five cultures. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, for people that are really struggling, again, we need to do our part. So that's the service we do. We do a lot. We have a lot of services just like Chase does. I mean, I'm not trying to pump him during this, but I'm just saying. <laughs> no, are, that's awesome. Pushing the community as yeah. well. No, that's, that's yeah. yeah. No. There are smaller companies that are actually working really hard to help you guys out. So yeah. we really like you guys helping us out too you know that's my only thing is like is people do tend to switch to us switch to chase switch to any herp the smaller family-owned businesses that are really trying their best to give you a really good customer service good interaction the right information um that's all we can do that's what sells small business that's Um, awesome and i would love to never never lose that that's my goal Never get big enough to where I lose that side of me. I will halt my own growth before I delegate every single task to somebody else with a manager doing some, I, I'm not that person. I'm never going to be that company. 
as long as you halt on the dry goods supply and you keep collecting those frogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, no, that's awesome. And then from there, like, so what's what's the future looking like for Frog Daddy then? Any big plans? Any anything you want to yes. put up there? Yeah, yeah. Always big plans. Awesome. We yeah. Are just constant. Uh, two years ago, I had no facility. I was in an apartment and I had basically like, you know, half as much as I have now. So every year we do dramatic transformations that never changes. Um, I actually have documentation of my pictures through the years and it's insane. I mean, I have this picture in my home office of me. I don't know if y'all can see it, but yeah, it's it's actually nesting tanks in a freaking, uh, in my apartment, but that's, that's a long time ago, you know? (laughs) And it's, it's humbling, but yeah, the future of Frog Daddy is hopefully bright. I always say hopefully because you never know, but um, sure. yeah. yeah, so we're working on a lot of expansion projects right now. We're getting everything out of anything smaller than 18 times 24. So we're mass ordering as many tanks as we can financially wise. You know, I just got 80, so I have to chill after that but we're doing automatic drains on them full automation on them um we're remodeling all of that we're expanding our plant vivo suns so we're getting six additional 10 by 10 grow tents that's a huge advancement um in that department and then of course we will keep building our rack system library style until we can open the exhibit um i would like to turn the breeding uh, the breeding facility into an exhibit by 2023. That's my goal. Does that mean that'll happen? No, because it's a lot of work. Electrical has to be done. That's a huge expense. Heating and cooling, brand new units, 15K, 20K a piece. Got to do it because of all the excess heat from the the lights will be, yeah. So a lot of work to do. But yeah, so you are, when that opens up, you will be getting a visit from me. Um, yes, for yeah, sure. we'll have a we'll have a huge. I'll shut down the facility for about six months before that. <laughs> we will actually accept no pickups, and we will not be doing any store. It'll be a closed thing for our grand reveal or whatever, That'll whatever awesome. I end up calling it. And then like but, a huge opening and everything. Yeah, yeah, our awesome. grand grand re 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 opening <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Gotta come up with something else. I, don't so, know. The, no, I got that's, that's great. On it, though. Yeah, twenty twenty three. You got you got two years. Yeah. I got I got some time. Got yeah. Some time. No, that's awesome. And then, uh, I, I do you do you ship international? By the way, do you ship to Canada? I, I wanted to ask you this earlier, but is this is this in the plans? Uh, is it in the plans? Eventually, yes. Frogs, no. Frogs, um, no. Okay. That that's a complex import export thing. Is no, it for possible? Sure. Yeah, to like Europe and stuff. Yeah, but like to other countries. Some countries have really strict regulations on dart frogs. They're never going to accept them. New Zealand, great, great example. Okay. They're they're no import on on those kind of animals. Interesting. No matter what, um, they just don't allow them. Um, even if they are deemed harmless, sometimes, you know, Philobates cherubilis gets a bad rap too because it's like, oh, it's the most poisonous animal, you know, yeah. vertebrate on the planet. Yeah. And it's like. With not in captivity. Like, yeah, I know, but they don't care about they that. Don't die, yeah, Extension doesn't care about that. Yeah, and so yeah, but other stuff like dry goods, t-shirt, merch. Yeah, sure. 
I'll, I'll eventually do it. Yeah, no, that would be yeah. awesome. Like, like I was say, even supplies. Like, if you one day maybe get your hands yeah. on some of that calcium clay or or some so of the fruit fly media and all that. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, for sure. That's the thing for that sure. kills customers. It's like fifty bucks, and I'm like, dude, that's that's the best I can do. Yeah, like, yeah. that's that's the best rate I can get. So like for heavy stuff like dirt and charcoal and things like that, clays, it's not worth it, not worth it for the customer. Mm -hmm. They gotta pay up the up the ass just to get a bag of dirt you know it's like yeah. it's not even feasible like i wish it was like i would love to i i do like shipping in my own weird massive masochistic it's, way it's interesting I, huh <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i hate it but i also love shipping packages so okay i like the whole manufacturing process too i'm a, yeah it's yeah. in my blood my dad's manufacturing so that's kind of i guess where i get it from that's but, awesome okay but yeah. So. Well, hopefully, hopefully one day then. Hopefully. Yeah. One hopefully yeah. one day. Awesome. In that case, uh, Alex, uh, thank you very, very much for coming on. Uh, can you let everybody know where they can find you? Uh, yeah. All, so all, yeah. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Um, Facebook, it's uh, uh, you know, Facebook, it's the business page. It's frog. It's backslash Frog Daddy LLC, I believe. Um, Instagram is Frog Daddy with an underscore. If you type in just Frog Daddy, you're gonna get an old man. That will not give up his handle for some reason. Um, don't even think he's on there anymore, unfortunately. Um, the website is www.frogdaddy.net. Uh, my cell phone number is on there. Um, so is my email. So you guys can contact me through Facebook, email, cell phone, website direct. There are a million ways to get in touch with me. If you don't hear back from me in three days, text me again because I'm not ignoring you. I just get a ton of messages and it gets smashed down to the bottom. So a lot of people think I'm ignoring them. Not a lot. Actually, I'm pretty good about getting messages, but yeah, you got back to me almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times I do, but sometimes I'm just way too busy. And by the time and I get the message, I got 20 other ones on top of you. And yeah, so just, just message me again. You're not bothering me at all. Um, so that's how you can well, reach for me. Sure so that's awesome i will definitely make sure to have all of those links in the show notes as well awesome. um yeah so thank you once again uh for coming on thanks and for having hopefully me hopefully one day we can have another conversation because that was incredible absolutely yeah, yeah i've had i've had a few podcasts where i've been on a few times actually so that's that is no problem at all if you want me back on i'll do it again that would Super be awesome where we can dive into even more dark frog uh, talk yeah awesome stuff thanks Sweet. thank you all right, guys. Uh, thank you very much for listening. That was Alex. Uh, probably okay. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening. That was Alex Menke from Frog Daddy. I'll make sure to leave all of his information in the show notes. I am Fadinadi from Daffy's Reptiles or Daffy's Roundtable for the podcast. Follow me everywhere as well, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.